Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a podcast covering Game of Thrones and now, of course, House of the Dragon, brought to you by the lovely team that is Fan Critical. Uh, my lovely lords and ladies, I am your host, Sir Len, and today with me by my side is, of course, my trusty squire, the most famous cupbearer in all of Westeros, Gareth. How many cups does it take to get a knighthood? That's well, a question maybe on everyone's lips. If uh, you do a good job throughout the season... When we get to the end of the season, there might be a surprise for the listeners and for yourself. But yep. or there might be a violent uprising if could you know, be if 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 my due mm. rewards aren't served, then mm. you know far more there've been far more surprising mm. you know rebellions. So just watch it back. That's so, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Saying Rob Robert's rebellion, then Gareth's rebellion. Correct. Um, okay. Got you. Well, it's not a given, Gareth. So just you fucking better still work hard because otherwise it's not happening, right? Mm-hmm. So and, and the listeners, that goes for you too. You need to listen to see what happens to to little Gareth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, you know, Gareth, this episode, I have to say, of course, this is our this is our hot take. So just for anyone tuning in for the first time, we we jump in straight after the episode has uh, has aired and we've watched we come to you with our unfiltered unsullied thoughts mm-hmm. okay straight after watching it with our own eyeballs we Unlike scuttle some across characters in this episode oh yeah true that guy true that yeah, we scuttle across to our microphones mm-hmm. and spew cohesive words and sentences in the hope that we can make sense of what is going on isn't that right gareth that's that is about the gist of it yep Yep. Mm. Sometimes yes. it's gar- it's absolute garbage, but most of the time there's some there's some semblance of sense in there. Yep. Um this was a very hot and steamy and spicy little episode, wasn't it, Gareth? It certainly was. Some uh, Ooh, some very hot, a bit hot takes under the collar. For hot mm. D today. Mm. Hot D <laughs> hot D hot takes. Yeah. Um all right, well, the way we do this is we just list out some hot takes, okay? Because, like I said, unfiltered. Uh, I'll go with hot take number one, Gareth, to get to get you know get the ball, the ball rolling. rolling. Yeah. Um, incest! Exclamation mark. That's what I've got mm. in my notes. Um, yes, I'm glad you said some exclamation yeah. mark and not question mark at the end. No, incest? no, there's no question. There's incest? no question. Mm. Um, and it's not me asking you for incest. We're not even related, right. but it's not me asking. Okay. Well, not so. by blood, but you know, some things are thicker than blood, mm. like custard. Mm, very much so. Um, I've I've put here. Uh, this, this has been hinted at uh, throughout the season. Poor little Egon last week was getting two-year-old Egon getting <laughs> told to get incestuous with his half sister. Um, uh, this is Damon and Rhaenyra. Um, and it, ooh, it was spicy, wasn't it? Bloody yeah, hell. I mean, it came was... out of nowhere, and it was very artsy as well, wasn't it? it was, ooh, ooh, artsy, cross dissolves. Ooh, yeah, very, uh, very gritty. Um, down and dirty, flea bottom. Mate. Flea bottom. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes. You're right. It's been sort of seeded throughout. It makes all the little uh, ooh, kind of looks seedy. of yeah, um, seeded. Yeah, yeah. Um, the little looks of sort of 
half admiration from Rhaenyra in uh, mm. in Damon's mm. direction. It puts another spin on them. Um, but you know, she, he got her all riled up and left Ooh, her yeah. wanting more. Which she duly went and got other way round. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's that's hot take two, Gareth. If you want to go with hot take two, hot take two. Uh, shall, shall I? Shall I just continue on with that theme then? Um, hot yeah. take two yeah. is that this is the most. This is even more obvious, uh, an even more obvious coupling, um, mm. which is, um, oh Crispin, crispy, crispy. <laughs> or crispy M and M's. Oh, and so Crispin. Um, uh, yeah, who, this is very interesting, Gareth. I have to say, because uh, what have you done, Sir Crispin? What has what he done? done? What has he done? Your oath. Oh my god! Oh, no, there are so crispin. many pickles all over the place because of this. Everyone's in a pickle because of what's god, just they're happened. They're using pickles now. Jesus, well, <laughs> <laughs> they would have been better off with that because Crispin's you know, pickle, to be very, precise. Very um, little evidence if you just use <laughs> a regular pickle. Um, but I think I think last week it made me laugh. Actually, um, Lucy said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think." Um, I think Kristen and Rhaenyra quite like each other. I was like, yes, yeah. it's the most well, obvious you... thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't tried. That's not a secret. That's very mm. obvious. Um, so mm. I'm looking forward to hearing her views in the uh, in the main pod because I'm sure she'll claim some sort of magnificent foresight. Um, mm. Not like that, Len. Dirty. No, um, didn't say anything. Just come on, sitting mate. here. You're better than that. Um, I've put here, Gareth, that, it, that this is a very interesting development because we know that the books are, and I've said it before, Fire and Blood is a very encyclopedic text. It's written by a Grand Maester who is basically pooling loads of facts and first-hand accounts of Septons and other Maesters. And Mushroom. And, and Mushroom. Little, little Mushroom, who is the court jester. Now, for some reason, Mushroom has been dropped from the show however it seems that his interpretation of events is definitely transpiring uh, mushroom always gave the sort of disgusting seediest interpretation of any sort of rumor <laughs> or hearsay that you could imagine and it's always been a point of contention about what is actually you know this kicks off a series of events which lead to catastrophe gareth and uh it's interesting to me to see the route that the showrunners have gone down here with this CD take on it. There's also like, uh, it's it's not fact in the book, right? So like I said, it, it could have been anything. And the showrunners have even said, hey, how things, you're going to hit the main points, but how we get there, that's the interesting part of the story because that was never really in Fire and Blood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I find that fascinating. So from my perspective, I've been waiting for these moments but then now I'm seeing him the way that, you know, sort of like Mushroom said, in a way, in a way, because actually what Mushroom said is much worse. Um, there were pickles yeah. involved in that. <laughs> Dirty little Mushroom. Um, but yeah, I, I will say I, I was I was very much liking this seedy interpretation of the I legend you of, were, of what happened here. Oh, well, very were. much so. I thought, I, thought it was, I, I thought it was good stuff. Tastefully good done. Stuff. I'm, just, Tastefully done. I'm just gutted for Crispin, to be honest with you, because... He's a man who seems like he's all about his station, his oath, and stuff like that. But the temptation of a dragon 
future queen Gareth got him got it's, him good it's tough I mean he tried to resist he tried question what do you do in this situation right because not you specifically but put yourself in his shoes you are told to do everything mm. that the royal family tells you to do yeah and but you're also not allowed to sleep with anyone yeah but a member of the royal family saying sleep with me it's a paradox Very confusing situation paradox, a paradox. situation um I mean, either way, you're in trouble, so you may as well go for it. <laughs> you're fucked either way, basically. Oh. It, it, oh. Hot take number three. Um, I've put here, what not to do in my notes, Gareth. Oh, what? we should do them in, like, headline form. That we sh- yeah, maybe that's forwards. something we'll do in the future, if there's time to sort <laughs> of, you know, come up with some good puns. John yeah. will love that. Yeah. Um, he's gone. Bloody unbelievable. He kind of fucked up. I, I, I've i put here that he's overreached, paid the price, uh, and in a way it's been coming because he's not been very subtle the last two episodes. Yeah, um, maybe. And although this feels like it's genuine, like he has heard a piece of information and he's gone to the king and he doesn't... It felt weird. It felt like he actually was actually doing his job here, but it's too much. This is the one that he should have kept his his mouth shut about because when you start fucking meddling in the Targaryen bloodlines like this, ooh, it's dangerous. It, it is, but what else could he have done? I think he's, it's a similar Said nothing. paradoxical situation. Your duty as Hand of the King is mm. to, to, you know, advise your king as best as possible. I think this is a bit of information that he probably, imagine he doesn't say anything and then rumours spread and if turns out that Otto knew Viserys is going to be furious. Yeah, I think he, for a very calculated operator, I think he should have sat on it for a little bit and maybe let it develop. You know what I mean? Because I would have said, then I would have like made sure that people were watched, because this would happen again. Something like this would happen again. You get more of his little birds watching Mm -hmm. and then he's got conclusive proof. Whereas he goes to Viserys with a first-hand account Half-baked. But not necessarily... It's a half-baked approach. He needs the actual proof because Renera and Damon can wriggle out of it. Not that Damon does want to, but Renera does. So for me, it was like he, he jumped too early. He should have just sat on it for a bit, done the old little watching, waiting game, and then gone to the series with proof. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, I, I do... I, yeah. I mean, I know that he's calculated and I know that he's very tactical, did feel sorry for him in mm. that moment, though. Like I did as well, actually. He looked I did, sad. Uh, yeah, he did look sad, but because uh, he served Jaharis and he served Viserys, um, I think he's. I can't remember the cumulative total. I mean, look, once again, hot takes. I need to check my sources, but I think he was like hand of the king for like forty years or something, <laughs> something stupid. Thirty years. That's maybe like that's longer than actual life expectancy in those times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know it's, it's it's a shame, but I'm look. It's not the last we're going to see of him, so don't you worry. Um, what about your hot take number four, Gareth? I'll take four. Um, going to go back a few steps. Um, Rhaenyra dressing like a twenty-two-year-old lad out for like a night in Shoreditch or something. On the yeah, definitely a Shoreditch. Uh, outfit they've yeah. just been she's just been to the vintage shops exactly yeah, yeah, yeah pick up one of those beanies 
Um, Brooklyn, if you're in New York, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we, a New Yorker would be more specific than Brooklyn because that's a bit like saying, of course, you know, sorry, East London. But yeah, okay, right, but, somewhere in there that's trendy. Yeah, yeah. all your vintage shops. Yeah, you can tell us, New Yorkers. Um, yeah, let us know. But yeah, doing that and then going through, you know, Flea Bottom. I'm. That was it. Was it was a way over the top depiction of flea bottom like i know it's mm. supposed to be rough and like yeah. ready but come on this was this was cartoon do you know what it reminds me of gareth yeah 4 a.m yeah. shangri-la at glastonbury festival oh, everyone yeah. is just fucked off their face right you, you, stuff's going on everywhere you've got people trying to you know all hippie and that trying to tell you in your futures and that you got pyro monsters just spitting fire in your face, and then some sort of house DJ, you know, I know going it, on. It's, where, it's all over the place. Where do these like? I don't think, <laughs> don't think artistic expression kind of develops in 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 that no. place the way that it appears well, to. Well, it is interesting because obviously it's quite it's like a port. Obviously, King's Landing is so you get a lot of people from the east, like Bravos and the Free Cities, going there. You know, so there is a bit of culture that comes in. That's true from across the narrow sea. That's true, uh, but it was just so, like so, you know, yeah. people killing each other here, people fucking against the wall over there, some woman without <laughs> eyes telling yeah. you about your death there. Did you get Maggie, Maggie the Frog? Yeah, Mag- Maggie the Frog. Yeah, her. yeah, very much. So. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, it's I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but you know. It's, that's an interesting line that she says to Radira. So just, I thought it was a little nod to book people. You want anyway. to know your death? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be a spoiler if she went, do you want to know your death? Because <laughs> what it is, is you fall over and uh, yeah, coming out that's of the bath. That's not how she dies. Okay. Anyway, she maybe she doesn't die. die. It? She does sometime because obviously she's not in Game of Thrones. So she doesn't live forever. <laughs> she's not, yeah. Um, 175 years old. Okay, I will let you go for the next one and then I'll do the last one because the last one is something I want to bring up. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to talk in, about... In a lot of detail later in the main podcast, but yes, go. Okay. I'm just going to talk about... This will be a brief one. The opening scene, which I thought was mm. just weird tonally, like that 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 Bracken guy just being an absolute bell end and like... <laughs> Oh my god, Gareth! I'm cracking up at this. <laughs> what honestly. is he? Right? And he's like, <sighs> and then and then he gets killed by this eight year old kid. Gaz, I can't even <laughs> tell you what was going through my head when I was watching that scene. Right. I can't tell you the lines I am already preparing for the main podcast for that scene, Gareth. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's you versus John. Of course it is. But you, you trying to? <laughs> it's definitely you versus John. Yeah. I literally looked at the little guy. I was like. Jesus Christ, this is too easy. This is too. This is unfair for me right. to write this in my podcast. But notes. what I will say then, is, who turns out then, as the winner? Yeah, and then John on the sideline starts fucking shouting, calling him the c-word. I was like, oh, this is this is gold. This is absolute gold. Anyway, it's that whole perfect. scene was bizarre. Yeah. A couple of things I'll note about that scene. Number one, Storm's End. We're in fucking Storm's End. Yeah, that that is cool. That is just cool. as a. That is the house of the the seat of the Baratheons. You kind of see it in some long shots in Game of Thrones. We never actually go inside it, I don't think. Maybe once. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, it makes quite a lot of... Not a lot, but it appears fairly significantly 
in the books. In the books? It's, oh, yeah, loads. It's like... It, it, loads. It's got something And especially where it's left off. Yeah. Left off in the books, in dance. There's a lot going on near Storm's End, um, you know, with some characters that aren't even in <laughs> the Game of Thrones TV show. So that'll be fascinating to see how much more of Storm's End we get in the books. Um, so, yeah, Storm's End, very cool. Uh, Baratheon guy seems like a bit of a dick still. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought, like, Bracken versus i can't remember the other house who it was um he was a that was blackwood uh, blackwood blackwood yeah blackwood we also see beric dondarian not the beric dondarian from game of thrones a different older shitter beric dondarian <laughs> he's way shitter beric dondarian <laughs> our version yeah. is the fuck he's fucking cool the lightning yeah. lord nobody's calling this oh, guy lord, lightning yeah. lord yeah yeah, yeah. He, he he was he was such a disappointment. I was like Beric Dondarrion. I was like, oh, this is this is so disappointing. <laughs> it's quite you know, it was funny. Um, so yeah, that whole opening was a bit weird. Um, but I think it's trying to show you how the realm is kind of a bit unstable at the moment. Like people are just fucking killing each other at yeah. just a simple court session. I guess now, that isn't normal, guys. That isn't something that happens. Okay, this is a brutal world. But people just killing each other at court is very bizarre, okay? Um, obviously, at a tourney, it's different when it gets out of hand and someone challenges each other to single-handed combat. Anything goes, unless they yield. In which case, but this court situation, bizarre. So, this goes to show you how destabilized the realm is. Um, I'll move on to the final hot take, guys, because we don't want to go too much in-depth, because obviously, in-depth review, out in a few days course check that out uh final hot take is the blade uh revealing <laughs> the prince that was promised prophecy mm. when in fire yep i think they've gone too far with this gareth <laughs> i think uh i i mean this is just taking it straight from lord of the rings yeah and obviously tolkien did write his first and was a huge inspiration on george and george didn't write this i don't know like, but George is a supervisor to the show. And also, uh, it seems that they've told him some things that might be revealed in the books, Gas, Game of Thrones. Now, we've talked about this blade, the cat's paw, the cat's paw dagger, which famously, spoiler warning, if you don't want to hear this, you haven't seen Game of Thrones, turn it off right now, kills the Night King. Um... And now they're like flaunting this dagger in our face. Like he's literally like threatening Damon with it. And then he's like, you know, look at this blade. And it's, you know, look, the inscription, the pyromancers inscribed what does it. Aegon's pyromancers. And it was, and it, it came from Valyria. And, you know, it's quite cool actually thinking about the history of this dagger. It's amazing, mm. really. Like it has come from Valyria where... I think it's Aenys, he says, foresaw the doom of Valyria. It's come all the way to Dragonstone. It's gone down every generation of the Targaryens, right? With this prophecy inscribed upon it. And then it's been lost. Not lost, but its importance and significance has been forgotten to eventually just let it be given to a cat's paw to kill Bran. Yeah, okay? I mean, that is that is mad. That, that is mad, right? And then... From there, it's this mystery about whose dagger was it, and Catelyn's trying to figure that out, and stuff like that. And then Tyrion has it, and then you know it's gifted, and then eventually it ends up in the hands of who but Arya Stark to kill the thing that is prophesized on the blade. Now, that to me is amazing. 
thinking about that. Well, yeah. The way they're yeah. doing it, not necessarily, but the uh, the idea behind it, awesome. Does it need like? Does it need instructions on it though? Like, <laughs> you know, it, in case of Night King, yeah. break glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Place firmly between <laughs> eyes. Like, <laughs> come on. Or well, actually, in the belly. So. Well, yeah. Fine. She she obviously didn't read the instructions because yeah. she doesn't do speak. really cool uh, drop dagger move. And use it. That was awesome. That move that she does. I still get tingles thinking about that moment. Yeah. Do you remember, um, do you remember that gif that went round that was actually football fans <laughs> celebrating a goal with beer going everywhere? And yeah, they just yeah, that, that was so good. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it was um, so good. Um, yeah, cl- clumsily. Uh, it's not clumsily handled. They're handling it exactly as they want to. Um, but yes, it's very. Um, it's just shit. Like it's 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 annoying. I, I just think it, yeah. It just, I just think it doesn't need to be thrown in our faces yeah. as much at this yeah, point. It's so, okay? it's we heard so... it in the first episode, and I and I and I'm, I was a bit skeptical of it then, you know. However, the prince that was promised, I like the fact that they called it that now, and not this song of ice and fire, because the prince that no, was promised is the prince that was is, promised. Yeah, will be the song of ice and fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was shit. That bit, but like you know, it's referring to John. This, this, well, and this is also a point of contention. It could be, we can get into this in the deep dive, but it's also technically referring to Danny because uh, in High Valyrian, there is no gender specific word for prince or princess. So it means like the chosen one that was promised or whatever. Um, and that could either refer to John or Danny. So it's very, very interesting. But that's not and be, I'm glad it's not going to serve the a purpose was, in this mm, series. Like, th- no, but once again, I think it is cool thinking about that. And I like the fact that they've mentioned the prince that was promised, but then it also belittles Rhaegar and how he was a dreamer and how he had this prophecy come to him. Now it's just like the Mad King told it to him or something. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, uh, anyway, we'll get into that on Deep Dive because that is a really good conversation. Okay, so that and I'm really interested to hear John's take because he's going to fucking hate it and it's going to be hilarious. And then you're going to stab him in the guts and it's going to be blood everywhere and it's just going to be chaos. Correct. Okay, so, correct. He belittled <sighs> my family, and well, yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Anyway, that's it for hot takes, guys. I uh, just want to say, firstly, uh, thank you for the fantastic reaction we've had to hot takes. So many people have uh, said to me, Gareth, that they're loving the hot takes. Well, that's good. Um, genuinely, like uh, people say that it's such a good, quick um, discussion. <laughs> that they turn to straight thing that I love about the, this podcast is it's yeah. really short so um doesn't take up much of my time thanks well uh, thanks yeah so much. but actually you know what it's quite funny people are liking the short format and I, I'd have to say like it is nice we have the longer deep dives which obviously have all the juicy juicy uh theory content but this this they're going down well Gareth so well done wonderful You're doing well excellent I mean uh, thank you listeners that doesn't for um that hasn't um, in knighthood I don't know what will not yet not yet. Of course, uh, you can let us know your thoughts on the episode. Uh, if you get it into us in the next day or so, it will be before we record the deep dive. You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor us further, go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. All of these links are in the show notes. There'll also be the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, all of that jazz. Uh, so follow us on there if you can as well. Thank you to my trusty squire, Sir Gareth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Fill up my cupboard and we will see you in a few days for the deep dive. Laters, guys. Bye. Don't even want knighthood. <laughs>